for all women. Hello there, you bunch of smashers. Mickey Noonan here. Welcome to the Standard Issue Gigcast. In this episode, me and our glorious founder, Sarah Millican, had a splendid old time with Catherine Ryan, Alex Jones and Jess Phillips. We talked about massive babies, stand-up poos, ham masks for seagulls, cute feet, juggling balls and the fear of potential franking-cunt. This episode was recorded in front of a live audience at the Leicester Square Theatre in London. We've got a whole bunch of gigs coming up with bloody marvellous guests, including Jennifer Saunders, Stephanie Beecham, Sir Anne Jones, Liz Carr, Holly McNish, Fern Britton and loads more. Ticket information is available from the Standard Issue section of Sarah's website, which you'll find at sarahmillican.co.uk forward slash standard hyphen issue. A little bit of admin. Please remember to rate, review and subscribe to all of our podcasts on iTunes. And if you enjoy what we do, it really helps us if you can spread the joy. Maybe do a tweet, share us on Facebook, put a poster in your front window, write a letter to your local MP, or, you know, just tell your pals. If you're interested in advertising with us, we would love to hear from you. Email us at admin at standardissuemagazine.com. Remember, you can visit our archive of articles at standardissuemagazine.com, follow us at Standard Issue UK on Twitter, and find us on Facebook and Instagram. Everything you hear is just our opinions, so don't get your pants in a dance. Right, admin done. Enjoy the show. This one was a proper corker. Welcome to the Standard Issue Podcast. That was pretty good. Yeah, they're good. good. I like them already. Okay. Can they stay? They can stay. They can stay, yeah. (laughs) Um, Should we introduce ourselves? Sure. Should we do our usual format? Okay, so uh, your name, what you do, and a random fact about yourself. Shall I? Oh. Oh. <laughs> do, you not, do you not approve? Do you like organised facts? What would you like instead? Oh, it's fine. Oh, okay, we can continue. <laughs> oh. But just so you know, this is the one and only time I'm going to look for your approval. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you want to start? Sure. Uh, I'm Mickey Noonan. I work on Standard Issue Podcast. And when I was little, I didn't have imaginary friends, but I did have what I thought were all of the Muppets on the um, sort of the foot of my buggy. And if they fell off, which they did quite a lot, I used to make my mum walk up the street and collect Fozzie Bear. He was right clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> Always falling off. Yeah, oh. that's me. <laughs> I would not have indulged that. <laughs> no, straight away. Um, my name is Catherine Ryan. I'm a comedian and uh, former Hooters waitress. I could still do that. I could pick that up at any time. And a random fact about me is when I was little, I wore like braces on my legs like Forrest Gump. Aww. Cute. It was so cute. So cute. <laughs> run, Catherine, run. I know. I still won't. I won't even run if someone's chasing me. I'm just like, have it then. Like, rob me. I'm very lazy. Um, hiya, I'm Alex Jones. I'm a presenter, but as well as a presenter, random fact, I'm a qualified bus driver. <laughs> <laughs> true. Not Are attractive, you? but true. That is great. Is that something that they made you do for the one show? No. No, weirdly, it wasn't. And then I thought it'd be really easy to get a bus license. No. Nah. <laughs> Five exams, two of which I failed three times. But then I was on the path to it, so I wanted it even more. And then two um, <laughs> practical, t- I know, two practical tests. But it's surprising. I mean, I did pass eventually, and now I have a blue driving license. Mm, as well as a pink one. 
And do you sometimes just have a go on a bus because you can? Today. Today. <laughs> Seven hours of driving a bus today. I won't even go into why. <laughs> it's so boring. Is that why? And I'm so tired. Is that why you were a little bit late? Yeah. Did you have to finish your route? <laughs> I have done that many hill starts that my leg is in pain. Backstage, Alex went, so you know, if you want to all go on a coach trip. <laughs> I can take you, yeah. All right, then, to follow that, I'm Jess Phillips, and I'm a member of Parliament, which I realise is not very credible at the moment. <laughs> um, and a random fact about me, I'm not going to reveal some sort of horrible story about me now, like ones you've been hearing all week. Um, <laughs> I'll go for the fact that we were talking about in the dressing room is that my baby weighed 10 pounds 10 ounces when he was born Ow! and so I have many stitches in my vagina <laughs> can you tell the, the, other, the other weight though? what was the other weight that uh, you my, told us? the placenta weighed nearly 7 pounds I'm hoping the stitches have now disappeared though well it was otherwise his, it was his ninth birthday last right. week so <laughs> I hope so Jess said to us about the placenta, they don't usually weigh it. <laughs> I feel like this might be my greatest achievement. <laughs> I am uh, Sarah Millican. I am a comedian and author now. Ooh. Ooh. And a random... Oh, you were doing kid stuff. So I... A random fact about me. My first dog that I ever had was imaginary and was just a piece of wool that I pulled around the house called Waffles. Oh. But you know what? Never had to pick any shit up. <laughs> and I'm sure if he had done shits, they would have been like little pom-poms. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a question, Mickey Noonan? I do have a question. Go we usually it. start with what never fails to make you laugh, but given the news recently, I'm going to spin it on its head a little bit. Uh, and I'm going to ask, what never fails to make you angry? I'm going to start with Catherine. Oh my God, you shouldn't start with me because I never get angry. Really? I'm get fucking even. constantly angry. <laughs> <laughs> fucking constantly. Are you? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't do what you do. Would you mind going for a sentence? Okay, okay. Makes you angry. Yeah, well, on. the thing that makes me angry this week is the patriarchy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this and every week. Um, I think the thing that makes me the most angry about it this week, aside, you know, of the obvious sort of nonsense whataboutery of you know the different grades of sexual assault uh which is not great for laughs so i'll wager um but is that people you, if you don't suffer it you don't get it and trying mm. to explain it to somebody who has never suffered it not just sexual assault but just general sexism and how it holds you back if you if you've never had it you don't get it and the people we rely on to get it are the people who make the decisions mm, yeah. and you know they all look the same and they've definitely never suffered it so that makes me angry constantly near constantly yeah why do you think they don't get it because i understand why minorities feel uh disenfranchised and displaced and i you know we have empathy i don't think that's just women who have empathy but it seems to have skipped all of those who went to Eton and now run the country <laughs> <laughs> uh, i think i don't know what is that so my husband i would describe him as a feminist he's a nice man uh, and uh, he's the thing that always makes me laugh incidentally um but he the other day i was raging like you know sort of a banshee in the corner of my house oh bloody white male privilege you don't get it what don't you understand and he was like that you know but, but i do just i was like it's not always fucking about you <laughs> You've done it again. You've made this about 
you. <laughs> and that's why they don't get it. Because they, you know, there's, sort of, there's a defensive nature to it. And when you're talking about a minority, it's one thing. But when you're talking about a majority, it is a different thing. Because they mm. think by your sheer number, you should have cracked it. Mm. <laughs> I was asked, I did some, uh, when the Harvey Weinstein stuff was coming out, I did some book events. And um, I was asked in the Q&As afterwards, I was quite often asked how I felt about it. And it was such an odd question. Like, I didn't know there were two sides. <laughs> It felt like they were asking me, like, if they'd asked me something that, you know, people had thought, oh, well, I'm not, I'm all right about it. Or like, oh, I don't really like it. And they were like, what, how do you feel? And I was like, the same way everybody else feels. I'm mm. fucking appalled and disgusted. And I hope the cunt goes to fucking prison. <laughs> but it's, it just seemed like an odd, like, like, they would expect me to go, I'm all right with it. <laughs> I don't mind, doesn't bother me. It was very, it was very odd. Sarah, what's your favourite sexual assault? It's <laughs> <laughs> a great. If, yeah, if you were oh, one of the questions I got was um, if you were the questions are really odd. Uh, sometimes they were great questions. An old man at the Q and A, an old man, very old man, asked, "How was it about? Was I okay getting home on my own as a woman late at night?" And it was a proper like grander question, and it was really adorable. And I had to answer him by basically saying, yes, women are more vulnerable. You have to admit it, that we are, but also that you don't underestimate us because we're ballsy as fuck as well. And it was really hard because there were like 18-year-old girls in the audience, and I couldn't just go, oh, yeah, we are victims. I had to go, and also we're fucking feisty as fuck. Mm. Um, But it was just an old man question, and I thought it was adorable. Bless. Mm. But he did also start it with, are you well? Oh, yeah. And I thought that was his question. It felt like a waste of a question. I'm fine. Is that, are you done? You're going to sit down? Okay. Um, but his wife, as well, because his wife was like, stand up, Gerald. And he was very old. And he didn't really want to. And yeah, it was adorable. It's interesting <laughs> that they ask you how you feel, because I think um, there are so many layers of feelings about it. And I know that I've interacted with people who are probably not the best of... Uh, men with the cleanest of histories and I see them as being uh, very vulnerable sometimes and sensitive sometimes not evil I wish people would walk around with a sign that says bad guy good guy and there isn't that and so we have been trained for so long to please you know especially little girls like just Mm. be good good girl and be please and don't upset anyone and there are these layers of guilt and shame and then also just um, empathy for them, for them. I see so many confused older men just being like, but change the rules. And they have changed the rules. We're moving the goalposts. And a lot of them are really confused about why they can't pester like they used to. They're like, it's just a bit of pestering. <laughs> they don't, they, a lot of them really, really don't get it. And then it's complicated to know how to feel. Mm. And there's the reaction, so when hashtag me too, which I think had a lot of pros and, and some cons as well. Mm. And then you got some guys, we were chatting about this earlier with Jen and Hannah, the other women that I work with for the podcast. And some guys were replying and going, I've been that guy and I'm really mm. sorry. And you kind of want to go, well, well done for speaking up. But you don't want to go, well, well done. Because <laughs> it's like, but, but no, you're an arsehole. But well done for admitting you're an arsehole? Question yeah. mark. And <laughs> you're right, it's really mixed emotions. But anger, I have never felt this angry constantly. And I am fucking knackered. Mm. Are you just knackered all the time, Jess? All the time. (laughs) I am 
Really, 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 really tired. It's and I don't even... sleep because of all the shit swirling around in my head. Yeah. So I am, I am exhausted. I don't think feel some too of sorry that, for me. Some of that placenta was probably yeah. anger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've done enough for the world. I gave birth to a massive baby. Was there a this. worry? Because the baby was nearly the same weight as the placenta Just that they w- might have got them mixed up at some point. <laughs> I mean, I've never had a kid. I don't know how similar they look. Do no, they look... Uh, one looks like a dirty bag of chops. <laughs> one looks a bit like a dirty bag of chops, uh, essentially. They're not, neither of them are very clean when they come out. Uh, but yeah, I could have taken the placenta home. I mean, like, oh, he's sleeping well. Never cries. Never cries. What makes you mad, Alex? Oh, there's a list, Sarah. There's a big, long list. It depends how serious you want to be. I mean, things like seagulls, I can't bear them. I'd like to shoot <laughs> them. <laughs> I hate seagulls. I hate traffic. I hate that my husband leaves the toilet lid up. You know, the usual shit, really. The lid or the seat? Both. The l- oh, so it's all up. So the, all, the whole thing. But then, I mean, if we go in a bit more serious, then following on from that, the pay gap. I mean, that oh, really yeah. bugs the hell out of me. Not because for me personally, but for all the women we found out get paid so much less than men who do the same job. Mm-hmm. How can they justify that? Who watches DIY SOS? Honestly, I feel like I don't know the nation when I find out how much he got paid. It's just like the Brexit vote all over again. I was like that. I just don't feel like I know the people who are my monks. Back to the toilet seat, though, Alex. Yeah, go on. Um, Is your husband... I don't even know how old you are. I'm in my 40s, and my husband's in his 40s as well. Yeah. And he, he likes to sit down way now. He, no, yeah. mine does, yeah. and that makes so, me feel a bit sick. <laughs> oh, I don't mind it, because I walk in thinking he's having a shit, and then I find out it's just a piss, and I feel much better. But that he doesn't mean he, he, he doesn't lift the toilet seat up he anymore. He has a little sit-down wee when he's a bit drunk. Because he says <laughs> it's better, it's easier to contain... So he said, by doing it this way, I'm doing us both a favour. I get oh. to sit down and you don't have to mop around the toilet. Oh, oh my God. You, you must be so grateful, Alex. That went down really but well. you don't have to mop that with his fucking face. Yeah. <laughs> I won't go into what happened after that comment. <laughs> he won't do it again. I had, a, I had a male friend who was complaining about his girlfriend asking that he put the seat down and he was like having a real whinge about it. And I'm like, well, what's the problem? Obviously, you have to put like the seat down when you go for a poo. And he was like... What? <laughs> no. <laughs> Just been sitting on the rim. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you meant he was standing up. <laughs> He was just, just hovering over it. <laughs> he was just stood at the door, shitting in his hand. And <laughs> Alex, why do you hate seagulls? They're horrible. It is... <laughs> Honestly, they have no, you might disagree, redeeming features. <laughs> uh, they're massive. They attack people. Mm. Everything about seagulls is bad. I mean, I said that once on television. Don't go repeating any of this now. <laughs> and the RSPB got in touch. They hate me with a passion. <laughs> but I can't help it. Not everybody likes everybody, and I just don't like seagulls. Well, ch- chips aren't safe around seagulls. You can't let like chips. Like you can't have an ice cream. I mean, mm. you can't uh, yeah. enjoy yourself at a seaside resort. because I heard, <laughs> I heard a rumour that if you throw some ham at a seagull while it's on the wing and it eats it, it makes it explode. Does oh, it? let's not do that. That's, I don't know if that's the answer. No, let's. <laughs> oh, I am, I am 100% certain that that isn't true. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you... 
you could get it over its eyes, <laughs> like a little ham mask, then it would lose its weight and, yeah. and you know, land in the sea. Or if it's very know. cheap ham. Yeah, but they can see through cheap Turkey ham. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> the ham I like to eat in the car on the way back from the supermarket. I love cheap ham. Oh, do you have, my husband has <laughs> drive-in meat as well. Do you have drive-in meat? Yeah. My husband has drive-in meat. That's my snack on the way like home. pepperamis and things like that. He has a lot yeah. of drive-in meat. I know it's not nice. And I'm sorry now, I've said it. But I do. I open the packet and I stuff the whole thing before. I, that's my snack. En route. <laughs> en route. You must get hungry driving that bus, though. <laughs> <laughs> Especially for seven hours. How much meat did he eat today? Oh, God. <laughs> None, because I was too scared of killing people. So I was like, that. Yeah. Mm. No cheap ham today. No cheap no ham cheap today. Ham. I could oh, do with some now, but I'll have some later. <laughs> if we'd known, we could have got some as part of your rider. Well, next time. <laughs> next, next time. time. Yeah. <laughs> or turkey slices. I like them too. Okay. Noted. Okay. I mean, Catherine, I will. <laughs> you said you don't get angry, you get even. Yeah. Are you quite vengeful? I'm super vengeful. What's the best revenge you've ever served, hot or cold? Oh, I mean, I guess uh, ugh, the boring story. When I moved here, I moved with a partner at the time, and then we ended up having a baby on purpose. And then uh, <laughs> I... It's good to clarify. Yeah, yeah. And then it didn't go so well after that, and it was pretty um, uh, acrimonious. Is that the word? That yep. means fighting. Yep. Yep. And then uh, instead of ever like rising to that at all, I was just like, okay, I'm going to have to do everything fine. And it was really useful to learn really early on that if I ever wanted anything it, to happen for me or my baby in the future, I had to do it. And then I just never fought back. Whatever happened, I was always like, cool, fine. And then I just worked as hard as I could. And I would never fight. You know, we're really good friends now because I would never respond. And I think um, I've read a lot of feminist literature about the power of silence. And you shouldn't always be silent. Certainly not. But I was just like, oh, it's cool. I'll just like make a, a life for my daughter and me. And I have done that. And like that's, I mean, nobody gets hurt in that revenge, but I get a house. <laughs> <laughs> and I've always been like that. I just feel like I, I never get mad. There's no time for it. It stresses me out. If I get stressed out, I feel really ill. And uh, I just don't. I, I, and all that stuff, the patriarchy, aforementioned <laughs> shit. It makes me mad, but I will get physically ill if I get too upset and stressed. Mm -hmm. So I just try to control the things that I can control in my own life and be as helpful as I can to people who don't have the type of privilege and control that I have. So we just discovered who's the sanest woman on the panel. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, like, I was blessed with systemic lupus. Um, and it really helps me. It's like an autoimmune disease. I used to call it AIDS without the glory until people started to get upset. Um, and, like, if I drink too much or stay up too late, or I think stress is such a big one. And this is why... You know, I don't know about your families, but my family is very Irish Catholic and the women would die before mm. the men and the men would drink and drink and fight and cheat and drink and they just didn't die. And the women would worry themselves into this early grave and I watched it with all my great aunties and my grandmother, my great grandmother. And I really think a lot of us, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what I believe about the universe, but I think we really internalize stress and it can be such a poison, like mm. so harmful. And so I'm always just like, 
So you no. just drink and cheat instead. Yeah, I've yeah. done a lot of that. I don't cheat, but I always have someone on the bench, you know, just ready. <laughs> ready. <I'm- laughs> Let's ask you guys, what, what are the best and worst things about your work and life? I'm going to start with Jess. What's the best thing about your work and life? Um, it's quite difficult to remember um, <laughs> the best thing about my working life at the moment. Uh, the best thing is I get to do cool things like this, I suppose. Um, and um, I get to change shit for people. And that is the, and I have Googled um, the symptoms of heart attacks in women twice this week. Oh my because God. I feared that I might be having one. Um, I, I, my dad said I was just being a knob. Um, but... Um, the payoff for that stress and that worry is that I have changed a number of laws that will change people's lives, the most vulnerable people. So that is the absolute best thing yeah. that you get to do. Um, the worst the worst thing, I mean, oh, the answer people always want me to give is that I have to live away from my children uh, three days a week, but that's also one of the best things. <laughs> Um, but uh, the, the, the worst thing is the level of vitriol that you face. I get hate mail every day. I get threats of death. Um, when you say mail, is it, does it still come by post? Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Oh, you that's get quite old-fashioned, isn't it? It is, because, but I have an address that people can contact me at. Right. So. Have you ever had any turds? Uh, I've never had anything horrible in the post. Like, yeah. Oh no, we we did have uh, one thing that was very questionable, but we we didn't take it. We don't have a lab to send it to to find uh. out what it was. But it wasn't obviously a turd, but it was a letter smeared. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. Um, but yeah, I get it through the post on my emails, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Although Instagram. They're a cheerier crowd. Um, <laughs> they they, they like, filter across their red threads. An angry selfie. <laughs> <laughs> somebody told me to... Because I was annoyed at Twitter once, because Twitter was being horrible to me. And somebody said, join Instagram, because people just say, oh, your dog looks nice, or that dinner looks nice. Yeah, I mean, Instagram, actually, I don't think I've ever suffered any abuse on Instagram, so I shall... I had on one once when I put a picture up of a scone with jam and, uh, and clot of cream on, and I had obviously all the people saying I'd done it the wrong way, Aww. from Devon or Cornwall or whoever gives a shit. <laughs> and also, there was a hair, one of mine, so I don't mind, going across it, and I, I had to delete that photo because it just went mental. <laughs> Instagram was not happy about me happily eating my own hair. What is wrong with people? Yeah. But I that's mean, that's how bad Instagram gets, so it's I mean, still okay. If I on Twitter, I I can say something as innocuous as, Oh, I've got to put the washing machine on and it is literally like, Oh, you Blairite scum, neoliberalism's making you do your washing. It's like what the fuck? So yeah, that's fun. Have you done an experiment where you just try and put the blandest things? Yeah, like... I do it all the time. I like sneak out a little bland one to see what I get. I get like a meme of me, like it says triggered across my face. Oh, oh I get that all the time. God. That's that's daily. Yeah, it's really oh, fun gosh. being a politician. No, no. I should have started with the worst thing and we could have ended on the best thing about you making changes, but I've, oh, I did yeah. the wrong way on. Sorry, love. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, what's the best thing about your work and life, love? I think, I don't know, I think it's because it doesn't feel like work. Mm. And when I was little, I decided I wanted to do a job that was basically not working. And, and I managed to find <laughs> one. 
Um, and, you know, you meet great people, you meet lots of interesting people. Um, my job is predominantly live, which is always good because anything can go wrong and does. And I like it when it goes wrong. Matt Baker hates it when it goes wrong. <laughs> That's where we differ. I mean, I mean, it's all good, really. Mm. The bad thing is, I suppose, I like it because of the job I do. I don't like it for the that comes with it mm. well you know, especially I, if you do the one show and you're getting seagull people writing you letters <laughs> like you don't have the type of freedom that you really exactly. should have yeah but also seagull no, I mean, people sound like the most terrifying <laughs> sort of monsters of all don't they they're hybrid <laughs> like all, you know our, our audience are they, they're nice people and everybody i meet you know outside of work are genuinely nice people families old like a mix you know but your life isn't your own, yeah. I suppose. And I suppose maybe it's got more out of hand than I expected it to. I was right. looking for a job that I liked and enjoyed doing. And, and with that, of course, comes the other bits and pieces that, you know, I'm quite a private person, <laughs> she says, sitting in front of all of you lot. But, uh, you know, there's, there's stuff about me and my family that I, I just think is just for us. And, and sometimes it can't be that way. And I find sometimes mm. that's a bit tough. Mm. You know, especially, not for me, but for mum and dad and... My people grandmother who haven't, who's like yeah. 90 and, you know, sometimes she doesn't like people hassling her and, mm. you know. So, yeah, but on the whole, 90% good. Good. Thank yeah. you. Catherine? I like being my own boss. Mm-hmm. I think oh, yeah. that's fun, yes. Um, and then uh, the difficult part, I think, about um, being uh, on in entertainment is that people keep telling you that it's going to end and it will. I, mm. I understand that it, I understand that people kind of like you for a minute and then it goes away and everything has its peak and its valley. But it's just so odd. Like even the people who really like you in your life, who appear to be your friends, will be like, oh, well, yeah, you better stay busy because this will be done soon. Or they'll, be, they'll just always remind you that you have a really short lifespan. So I think it's the not knowing, you know, mm-hmm. like we don't have a pension and we don't know that we'll get like tenure after a few years of this or that. We get this little maybe period of time where people want to hear from us and then we just never know when it's going to stop so that's a bit weird I just feel like do you know that and it's mostly boys I don't know if that's a coincidence or not but they seem really upset about it do you know the ones that are like I used to be on that and you're like okay and they just seem cross I don't ever I don't ever want to end up cross it would be nice to go away for a little while and have like just some down because I think when you are when you create so if you're a writer or if you are a comedian or whatever, you uh, like if you were a carpenter, you could always have a trade to work on. Mm-hmm. And even if you're not very popular for a little while, that's cool. I think it's cool to have a trade, but people just keep reminding you that, you know. Maybe we all like, need to learn how to drive buses. Yeah, you've got a backup. <laughs> that's people the future. Laugh, but mm-hmm. What about self-driving B. buses any day now? <gasps> Don't say that. And then what? Well, <laughs> oh God. I, I, this has gone really sad. I'll be a train driver. <laughs> but I mean, everybody says to you, don't they make hay while the sun is some yeah. one more person? I mean, and then you run yourself ragged because you're like, oh my God, I, I better say yes, then I better do it now, 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 now. And you're just tired. I have the exact opposite because when you get my job, people seem to stay there for 100 years. <laughs> 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 it's like a slow burn into the decline of your life. <laughs> <laughs> what is the average age in Parliament? 53. Oh, is it? You oh. need that it's, and that's dramatically dropped recently because there's quite a lot of young people. Uh, the average age of a local councillor, the people who make the decisions about youth services, is 70. 
sentence. That is piss funny, isn't it? <laughs> Youth services. That's Do you feel like hilarious. you could introduce some cheap ham into Parliament <laughs> and just cut that time, you know? <laughs> When the Scottish all came, when the SNP all took over, there was loads more iron brew sold in Parliament. Great. They had to get, like, shipped in iron brew. <laughs> so I thought it was really brilliant. I like that Catherine thinks that, that cheap ham kills seagulls and old men. <laughs> it's not good for you. I'm fairly I mean, certain Dennis not. Skinner's eating cheap ham anyway. Is he's fine. Alex was using seagulls as a euphemism for old men. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they ruin your time at the seaside. <laughs> They won't leave you alone. <laughs> they don't in They're Parliament. Not, chips aren't safe around there. No. <laughs> Shall I ask a question? Oh, I was going to ask you what was the best and worst things. The best thing is I started off working for Lads Mags when I started being a journalist and basically writing sex copy and interviewing um, very scantily clad models and they would send me in, because you're a girl, so they'll tell you more stuff than they'll tell Did us. Did they interview oh. the models? Yeah, they can talk and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought they were just pictures of, you know, heads and tits. I didn't realise there was like, now tell us your innermost thoughts. Oh, it wasn't as deep oh, as okay. that. What's your favourite sex position? That kind of thing. <laughs> I interviewed a couple of Chippendales once and that was fucking hard work. Because of furniture, mate. They were beautiful. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, uh, I got a chance to go to see the Chippendales in Edinburgh at the Fringe. And I thought, well, I'm not paying. And the nice press lady, because I'd interviewed a couple of them for the Guardian podcast, which was an interesting decision. And they said, do you want to come and watch the show? And I was like, she's like, for free. So I dragged along five friends. And it was hilarious for 10 minutes and then utterly horrific for 50. <laughs> And all we could think of was who... There was clearly somebody backstage who was, like, nicking with a pair of scissors the tops of the vests because they were opening them so quickly and so easily that somebody must have been starting yeah. that off. And we just yeah. worried about the woman backstage with the scissors who was cutting all of the vests. But every time they kept coming into the audience and every time they came into the audience, it was like there was a wasp in the room. Because we were like, there's one over there, there's one over there! Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Awful. Awful. <laughs> And we, we played a game we worked out if you had to have sex with one of them, which one would it be? And we all picked the same one because it looked like he was hating it and that he was probably studying to be a doctor on the side. <laughs> nice. That's what we decided. Yeah, uh, I don't like going to see male strippers Oh, at it's all. awful. Only because on my friend's 21st, I think, um, we were in uni and we went to see... We went to the union and they had male strippers and they weren't of good calibre. They were a bit rubbish but I had a brand new silk shirt on it wasn't proper silk it was from Dorothy Perkins um, but at the time I thought it was expensive and you know I liked it and this flipping stripper rubbed baby oil oh exactly no. ruined so since then uh-uh. they're just, in with the seagulls just, just baby oil ruined clothes and I don't know anything about I didn't even baby want to touch oil. him he was like touch me with me a baby oil I was like I don't want to touch you. Do I don't actually really use like baby you. oil on babies? No, he had. I've never. Yeah, I know. Do people actually do that? Who oils baby oil a, baby? a baby? <laughs> no. yeah, Wouldn't I mean, it make I, it dangerous? Oh, You'd yeah. give it a cuddle and it would just pop out. <laughs> I put coconut oil on the baby. I never oiled my baby with anything. <laughs> <laughs> you never lubed your baby up at all? I never lubed that baby up. No. <laughs> Might have been good to do it on the way out. Because it yeah, was well. ten pound. <laughs> she lubed some of them and then ran out of oil. 
Maxim once sent me to um, a strip club to interview a load of the... Though they were pole dancers, and so I had to spend some time with them. We were all backstage, they were <coughs> lovely women. We had a good old natter, and I got some stuff. And the manager came up and was like, oh, do you want to, like, the club's not open yet. Do you want to watch what they do? And I was like, sure, I'll see you dance. And so I was sat in this chair, and they brought me a drink, and... The, the women did some dancing and it was really impressive. I do circus and they were amazing and like really strong. And then I realized that the management had then opened the bar and a lot of men had come in and were watching me watching the dancers. Ah. It was really fucking uncomfortable. They were like, do you want to see another? I was like, no. <laughs> that's quite And odd. I stomped out of there. So you don't make me do that, so thanks. Uh, <laughs> that's good. You're welcome. Um, and I actually feel like I do something that gives a little bit back. We give women a voice and quite often women are silenced and not in the good way. Um, and we let women talk about stuff and keep the conversation going, which I think is more important than ever. Um, and the worst thing is um, I spend a lot of time in my tracksuit bottoms and don't always wash them enough and they smell a bit funny. Wow. Do they need like cracking before you're putting them in the... <laughs> They're like bubble wrap, mate. <laughs> oh, oh! I don't know why, but that's such a vivid image. <laughs> what about you? What's the best and worst thing? Um, the best thing is, um, is that I genuinely love my job. And I hated so many jobs before I got this one. Hated them. Did, still did them well, because I think, still think that's important, like, to try your best and to do as well as you can. But genuinely hated them. So to find something at 29 that I love doing so much, when I didn't know... I used to panic, because you know when you see in the local newspaper, like, there's a five-year-old girl and she's got uh, six dancing trophies and blue eyeshadow and red lipstick on. Uh, this, I used to panic when I saw those, because I used to think, well, I haven't been doing anything for that long. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm never going to get a trophy or a medal. <laughs> and nobody pulled me aside and said, you can start whenever you like. And I started when I was 29, thank God. So I, I genuinely love my job. Um, and I think the harder things are the kind of un... So I, I mentioned this to these uh, guys backstage. I did a show, I did a work in progress show last night in Northampton, and it was lovely. Uh, I had a really nice time uh, in sort of lead up to my tour. Uh, and then I got a message from somebody who hadn't enjoyed it and was disappointed that I wasn't Ken Dodd uh, or the sitcom Everybody Loves Raymond, <laughs> uh, which... <laughs> Uh, I know, you're all doing huh? faces at me, and I did exactly that face. Uh, I find it very odd that people feel the need. Like, ah, there's loads of things I don't like. Like, I can put the telly on and go, well, this is shite, but I don't feel the need to seek that person out yeah. and tell them that I think what they made was... I made a, a, a decision a few years ago to own... Like, if I go to the cinema, which I go to the cinema a lot, I only mention if I like the film. If I hate the film or I thought it was a bit blah, I don't mention it because there's just so much negativity on there. Why would you join in that conversation? Mm -hmm. uh, I, so I, I, I just don't, I kind of don't understand people who decide they're going to, and because it's like you were saying before about social media, it's, it's on your phone, it's in your pocket, it's in your house. It's not something that you go into an office and somebody says, oh, what you did at work was rubbish. It's everywhere, wherever you are. And I find that sometimes quite wears me down a bit. That's my worst thing. Have my mom said to me, and it might help some of you, I mean, I don't imagine that you care that much, but it was a really powerful uh, statement when I was very young talking about criticism or whatever it was. And my mom said, Catherine, if we all like the same thing, 
we'd all be married to your father. <laughs> <laughs> and then it might be lovely. That might be a nice thing. It's really good. Well, but now when people criticize me, I'm just like, yeah, like I could not care any less. And I wish I could gift that to you because like they really just don't matter. And I know like as an MP as well, aren't we allowed to be worse to you than other yes, that's, celebrities? Yes, like, there's an official line, yeah. I'm, no, there is like yeah. a rule. You can sort of say whatever you want to a politician. Yeah. I much. mean, I can't imagine, but at the end of the day, like, oh, I just wish, I wish I could take it from all of you. Like, if you could redirect it to me, I'd be like, what, bitch? Like, I'm so good. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I, that is what I do. I am just good, like, good, yeah, good. what, bitch? And actually, I think some of the criticism is like, it's like my life source. <laughs> like, I like suck fuel. it up, yeah, yeah, and I'm like that, right, I'm going to be better than you. Okay, good. But, uh, so well, I'm just going to try and be Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> That's what I'm going to try. <laughs> just to please that one woman. <laughs> So women are very much raised to be people pleasers and to like things and to be sweetness and light, you know, sugar and spice and all things nice. And we're not, we can be ourselves. So I want to know, what is your worst habit? Alex. Oh, now you've got me. <laughs> I think, I mean, I've got no patience at all. And that's probably my biggest downfall. In fact, so much so that as part of our wedding vows... Charlie slipped it in in the middle of. The <laughs> Come on! Um. And were you like, "There's no time for this"? Hurry up! <laughs> oh gosh, that would have been embarrassing, wouldn't it? Um. He just put it in there in the middle of all the normal. <laughs> Sorry, I keep doing it. Sorry. In the he middle of all it. the normal stuff, he went, and you will promise to be more patient. I was like, hang on, hang on. What? What? <laughs> what? The registrar went, I will promise to be more. I was like, no, hang on, no. What? <laughs> and he said, you can have one. I went, Will you take less time in the shower? Because 27 minutes, frankly, is ridiculous. <laughs> 27 minutes? 27 minutes, Sarah, at least. What is fun? he doing in there? Oh, what is he doing in there? <laughs> <laughs> no, sometimes I go in just to see. And just it's all normal <laughs> stuff. All normal. But I mean, you know, 27 minutes, ridiculous. Anyway, but he made me promise to be more patient. No because... one has that kind of patience. No, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but anyway, and, but now becoming, I think, a mother a bit later has made me develop a lot more patience because a baby, as we all know, will test you. I mean, my cat was testing. A baby is another level. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my downfall, I think, is just, lich yeah, patience. awful. Jess, what about you? My worst habits. I mean, I smoke and... Uh, I'm really, really, really awful to my family because I spend my entire time on the phone. Mm. Uh, mm. And that is, I mean, my son started saying to me, um, <coughs> sort of put a dagger through my heart, uh, he, he would go, Mom, 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 when I'm on the phone and I'm like on Twitter or something. And, and I wouldn't respond to him. And so he started shouting, Jess. And then I looked up and he said, 
that's awful. You look up to Jess, but you don't look up to mom. And oh I was like, that, oh, painful. But yes, that's right. What do you want? You, Stop you your should... moaning. Bring yourself up. <laughs> you should have kept um... the placenta. <laughs> I, I am not a mother in a traditional way, but when I look up when the dog barks, maybe he could bark. Yeah, I'll suggest that to him. Yeah. He's got a tail, <laughs> actually, that he bought from oh, the okay. shop. <laughs> <laughs> He wasn't £10, 10 ounces and born with a tail. I would have mentioned that in the earlier story. It's quite notable. It's £9 and... Um, so I, that is a terrible habit and my husband gets on at me about it all the time. Put your phone down, put your phone down. And you have a perfect excuse if you're a politician not to put your phone down because, you know, imagine if a terrible disaster happened in your constituency, you have to be there. Mm. Uh, so there was a bomb squad in my constituency last night um, and they had to have a massive cordon in the area and I have to know those sorts of things and I have to then speak to the police so I can't really ever turn my phone off that's the excuse that's the excuse at three o'clock in the morning when I'm like having a tirade on Twitter uh, mm-hmm. so that is I definitely say that was my worst habit is uh, that I am genuinely addicted to my phone and I wish that I wasn't Catherine yeah mine's the phone too mm. I won't waste your time by elaborating that's the one <laughs> 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 Are you having the same discussions? Or are you uh, uh, when you're on your phone? Is it arguments? Talk- is it reading stuff? What is it you're doing? Yeah, I got to talk to the bomb squad. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was getting at. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> I ignore my child to look at photos of my child. <laughs> <laughs> Done that, Sarah. Um, I am very controlling. Uh, you can say that with much more confidence. Uh, <laughs> I just, I don't like that people think it's a bad thing. I'm in control. That sounds better. Does that sound better? Uh, I like things to be done the right way, which is my way. Uh, and I am, I don't, I'd rather do things myself than trust other people to do them, oh. which is awful. And then I moan about being too busy and that I'm doing everything myself. And then people will go, well, let us help. And I go, did you need some training first? Uh, uh, that is my major fault. And you don't have time to train them. No. And if you hadn't been let down in your life, you wouldn't be that way. So it's not your fault. Thanks, Catherine. It's true. Will I'll... you just walk around with me everywhere and tell people that when I'm being an asshole? They're <laughs> not being fault. an asshole. This is the thing. Like, I always say it's like... Uh, it's like balls, not ba- like balls, but like I, I've had people in my life say like, especially boyfriends, like right away, be like, well, give me things to, I'll, I'll help and let me write in right away. And I'm like, no, absolutely not. I cannot see that you have any transferable skills at the minute. And then <laughs> like, but also you're juggling all these balls. And this is the analogy that I have. I've had people in my life drop and smash the balls. So why would I be like, here's some balls? Because if they drop the balls, I don't know if I can get them all in a nice mm-hmm. juggle again. So it would just be ridiculous to trust people. And it, re- it really is. And you shouldn't apologize for it. The best way to know that things are being done to a standard that you're like, happy with is to do them yourself. We have, um, so I don't, we don't iron in our house. We don't believe in it. Mm. Uh, don't think it's a thing. Um, it's so whenever... 
clothes come out of the tumble dryer, especially my husband's shirts, I'll just put them, we've got a, a, a like a hat stand, I just hang them straight on there, and then they, they just go straight from there to like on him and out, and we don't have to, they don't go in a pile and get creased and blah, blah, blah. And he came up to me the other day to go out to work, and he said, I said, is that a clean shirt? Because he can't always be trusted, because he doesn't notice dinner stains and doesn't <laughs> think they matter. He, th- he says, somebody mentioned dinner medals to him once, and he thinks it's a good thing that people can see what you've had for your tea. <laughs> And I said, is that a clean shirt? And he said, yeah. And I said, are you sure? And he said, yeah, got it off the shirt tree. <laughs> Amazing. And I said, I'm not entirely sure that you appreciate the work that goes into this house for me. <laughs> from the shirt tree. <laughs> but the thing is, if I didn't do that, he would... I, it's, do you know what I mean? You have to kind of... I don't know. I, I check. Maybe I don't have to check up on people, but I do. I'm annoying like that. But I know what you mean. It's Keep doing what you're doing. Okay. Good for you. I endorse whatever you're doing. Keep doing it. Thanks. Good. Well, you bloody love a well done, don't you? I love a well done more than anything in the world. I bought myself some stickers recently, so every now and again I'll just put one in my diary that says, you did really well today. Thanks. Um, I did, I did, and I bought gold stars as well, just for when I need them. Uh, Mickey? Um, I pick my feet I'm always late and I'm really not very nice to myself when it comes to men oh wow that is so much to unpack um, <laughs> uh, thanks why, so much for coming all, to my therapy session why, why, how and why do you pick your feet is it just like a habit it's like a nervous habit I, sort of, I do it as well which bit specifically worry. of my mm. feet mm. nails skin Okay, I do that with my... When I'm stressed, I chew around my fingers. But I would suggest to you a way of avoiding picking your feet if you wanted to get out of the habit is to put a considerably a lot more weight on because I can't pick my feet. Because I am too fat to pick my feet. See, the theory I'm working on is, like, because of the picking, I don't have toenails on my little toes. Ah. I figure... That's very oh, black. Oh, come on! <laughs> It's okay, I understand. Yeah, thanks. It's a... <laughs> She's the best. <laughs> oh, oh, no, look, uh, come on. I'm, I'm going to have cute feet. It's me. But look. <laughs> yeah, it's really oh. black swan to do that. Is it? Yeah, it's okay. Okay, thanks. Just as long as you wash your hands. What, what do you do with the bits? Why don't you just wear socks? I d- I'm not time. sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure this is the worst one of the three things you no. listed. <laughs> I think we might be spending too much time on the feet. Um, always late. Fine by me, because I'm always late. So when we meet up, it's a competition about who's um, late. S- Sarah bought me a sat now. I think she was selling me something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just didn't want you to get lost. Uh, and what, what was the last one about men? Oh, I'm really not kind with myself when it comes to men. In what, how is this your fault? Um, if you're if they're emotionally unavailable, then I'll go for it. But like I know the the kind of the rules and I get the signals and I just go, hmm, maybe this time it'll be different and I should learn that they are a bad habit that I have. And you want a man in your life? Mm, sometimes. Really? Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like sex and I don't do one night stands, so it'd be good to have one around for that. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, okay. Catherine, we're looking to you to help us out on this one because you're really, you've been excellent so far. I thought she was going to take her with a shoe off and then be an answer. <laughs> Let me see it. Um, well, they do like nice feet. Um, Shit. Okay. 
No, because I have been really bad with men. I don't know if people know, but I mean, really. Like, really. Like, you haven't been worse than me. No oh, one's mate. been worse than me. Mate, we'll nope. all wrestle Okay, this is not a competition, guys. <laughs> I'm really good with them, if you'd like some advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I've been married since I was 22, and... To the uh, same one? Yeah. Because oh, I've been married for about that length of time as well, but it's two different blokes. <laughs> it's not as good as yours. So, same one. It's just luck, really, actually. I don't think I've got anything to offer other than that I used to go out with an emotionally unavailable men before that and enjoyed it and like sort of it's like picking a scab isn't it and or your it's feet. like glut or your feet p- uh, glut your melancholy like I used to like genuinely sort of like imagine that I was on some sort of film where like I'd be crying on the stairs or like looking out the window of a coach with Alex driving it <laughs> um, and you know that I really really liked unrequited love unrequited love is much more passionate there's lots mm. more crying there's lots more screaming there's lots more like uh, like anxiety and then I started going out with my husband and I got knocked up within three weeks so um, uh, but I'm 40 he... that might be tricky <laughs> <laughs> where did you meet Jess? Actually, I've known him all my life. Um, I'd known him since I was a kid, but he was just, he was too nice. And so uh, he was my mate. And then I just finally gave in and then got pregnant and trapped him, I think is the uh, (laughs) the terminology he likes to use. (laughs) So look for somebody that you've known all of your life that's really nice that you've not normally given into, then given to them and then trap them. Is that helpful? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, I'm saying actually give the nice people a chance. And because... then you'll have a massive baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all oh, of those go, Alex, are we're getting somewhere. It's <laughs> like Franken cunt. My friends had to. I, I, I... See, my husband was too emotionally available, and I so I I basically told him to go away like a hundred times. And I was working behind the bar at the time, and he used to like leave like little origami flowers that he'd made like in secret places. So was that he when just I'd an alcoholic? <laughs> And oh. and, I, and I was just like, it's just too nice. And then my friend Marcella just said to me, why would you only want to go out with a dick? Why don't you give it a chance and yeah. go out with him? And then I did. And then I was like, oh, my God, this is really nice. Like, it's nice. Oh. So Yes, make some notes. Make some notes. Do that. <laughs> I was in an Uber in America, and they're really chatty in America. And then I got in, and I had just broken up with my partner, and I was sad about it. I'm not sad anymore, but I was sad then. You don't stay sad for long. Um, but uh, I was in the Uber and he said, he, his name was Yoda on the app and he had really long hair. This is like LA. And he said, uh, I'm a clairvoyant. I read auras all the time. Do you mind if I read yours? I was like, okay. And he goes, um, you're, you're upset about a man. He said, while you are seeking, you will always be seeking. He said, if you want the perfect man to walk into your life, then act as though he's already there. Leave a space at the dinner table with you and your daughter. Make room in the wardrobe for his clothes. Behave as though he's already in your life. And then one day, like, you'll just meet him on the street. I was like, oh, okay, thank you. And he said, um, if you want me to carry on giving you advice, just text me your number and we can keep in touch and I can always give you advice. (laughs) And then I texted him uh, because Uber protects you. They don't. So I texted his number, my name, Catherine Ryan, sent. And I heard it go bring on his phone. And I was like, thank you for this lovely chat. It soothed me. And I was getting out of the car and he said, by the way, you've got sandals on. I have a foot fetish. I would love to come all over your toes. (laughs) You need to stop picking your feet. This could happen to you. It's a dream. I mean, I feel that that was an inevitable end to a man called Yoda. (laughs) 
telling you a load of yeah, bullshit exactly. about a wardrobe. I have to say, I would have been like, oh, all right. All right, my, the odour. My main question is, when you put the two dinners out, the one for you and the one for the fictional man, can you eat both dinners? <laughs> That's my main question. I was with the Home Secretary the other day at dinner, and, um, as you do, and, uh, she, you know, obviously she's not from my side of the party, my side of, not, not the party, the Parliament. And, uh, but I, I got no respect for her because there were two other people who were at this table who hadn't turned up, but they kept putting their food down, and she mind-swept all their food. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, Jess, do you want one of these? Do you want one of these? Like, every, every course... <laughs> the Home Secretary was like, oh, let's have this, come on. We shouldn't let it go to waste. <laughs> there you go. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm going to ask you all, what is the best thing about getting older? Jess, can I start with you? Um, I don't care as much about mm. things that I used to care about. So, like, I'll, like, dance in the supermarket and um, I, I really... Do, I don't really care... I do care what people think about me, obviously, but I hate people who say they don't care what people think about them because I think everybody does a bit. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I really, I don't feel embarrassed by things very easily anymore. And that has definitely come with age. And I just don't give a shit if I'm a bit fat as well. Mm. And my husband is duty bound to me. <laughs> Does so. he still make your origami flowers? He does sometimes. Oh, it's adorable. Yeah. He, it's, the, the story's not that adorable because the reason he can do origami is because... He was in prison. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually slightly better than that. He was playing frisbee with a plate and cut, slashed his hand uh, because obviously that's what would happen if you played frisbee with your mates with a plate. And whilst he was in the waiting room at the hospital, there was an origami book uh, in the hospital and he had some leaflets, so he was waiting so long he taught himself how to do origami <laughs> with one hand. Ah. <laughs> Impressive. Yeah. I, I once played frisbee with a hula hoop. Straight in the face. <laughs> yeah. they're, not, they're not designed for that. It's Hang almost on. like there's a thing that's actually invented Tiff for playing frisbee yeah. with. I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, what do you like about getting older? Um, I think I agree with Jess. I mean, you just don't care as much. And I think it's easier to know where you are. I mean, by the time you... Well, I've just turned 40 this year. And... My f best friends, the friends I've had since we were at school, like primary school, and I just think, well, if they've liked me enough for the last, what, 36 years since we met, and we're still friends, I don't know, it's just, it's more comforting. You know that the people who are in your life now are going to probably be there forever. You appreciate your mum and dad more, like, now I want to spend time with them, like, and I, I never liked clubs. I mean, I'm so not trendy. I never liked clubs. I didn't really like... I just like going to the pub. And now I can without dragging all my friends who want to go out to the pub. We mm. just go to the pub. Now life is simpler. Mm. And, I, and I prefer it. I wouldn't want to go back to being 21. Uh, ever. No. I think when I was 21, I shaved my legs properly. <laughs> I think I did the nooks and crannies and everything. And now I just do the front bottoms. Yeah. <laughs> and the toes. Oh, you just do two there. Yeah, front bottoms. So yeah, the front. I don't do the back. I never do that bit. So it's yeah, really but... hard. Yeah, yeah. So I never do that bit. And the other day, Charlie pulled a really long hair from there and said, what the, what's that? I went, oh, you weren't supposed to see that. Only look at the front. <laughs> 
that. <laughs> exactly. You just have to make sure during any kind of uh, sexual situation oh. that you are head on. <laughs> Until the lights go out and then do what you like. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to have rules. Uh, Catherine? Uh, um, my mother had a really hard time with aging, still struggles with it because she's from a different generation where... Uh, she was so highly valued on what she looked like and being youthful and like the whole world was different then, which is why all these MPs are confused now. Um, <laughs> and she would always console herself by saying, uh, it's okay, aging just means I didn't die. And then people would say to her, happy birthday. And she'd say, yeah, well, it's better than the alternative. <laughs> you know, so she was never like super pumped about it, but she would console herself just by like reminding herself that she was alive. Um, and I have a totally different attitude towards it. Like I love that uh, when I was 21, I was working at Hooters. We were going to the Playboy Mansion, just trying to figure out our place in the world as these decorations. And now I have so many like-minded, smart, accomplished just cool women in my life. And like Jess said, you know, I care way less about everything, um, but I care more about the important things. I think, you know, oh, you just can never gift that understanding to a 20-year-old girl. You mm. wish that you could. I guess that's what we always try to do mm. all the time. Yeah. But um, no, I love getting older. I hope to be privileged enough to carry on getting older. Mm-hmm. Mickey? Um, Kind of singing from the same hymn sheet, but I don't feel like I have to justify myself as much. So I work hard and earn my money. And if I want to buy a nice jumper, I'll buy a nice jumper. Mm. Or if I want to eat like cottage cheese out of the pot for my tea, I can do that. And I don't have to explain myself to anyone. It's nice. a great taste. It's delicious. <laughs> Langley Farm, get involved. It's well good. And if I, you know, I don't want to do the washing up for three days, fuck it. It's my house and I've earned it and it's up to me. <laughs> Basically, I get to be a slattern, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but in a really nice jumper. I'm enjoying that. I like your jumper a lot. Oh, thanks. I like your jumper because it says Christmas dick. It does. Is that part of your merchandise and rage? Yes. And this it's quite a new thing, isn't it? Your merch. Yeah. Well, people wanted merch and then we thought of some. And it's just like a joke from my Netflix special about like a, a boy who was Jewish who broke up with me because I wasn't Jewish and he was worried that I wouldn't circumcise our kids. And that was fair. I wouldn't. And then I was like, you think you got a dick better than Christmas? It's a long story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long story, but it's an excellent story. <laughs> what about you, Milliken? Um, I'm trying to get careless uh, and I say no more, I think. Mm. Do the voice, do the voice. No. That's my no voice. I can't say no in any other way. No. Uh, and it requires no explanation. I don't feel like you need to say why it's a no. You can just say no. Uh, I used to say all sorts of reasons. I don't really, uh, I don't, there's a lot of things I don't like to do and I've stopped doing them and it feels great. Uh, and I think, I think that's, it's definitely an age thing because I think, I'm a people pleaser to a degree, but now I've realized if it's something that's harmful to me and makes me feel shitty, then it doesn't matter how much it makes somebody else happy. I'm not going to do it. No. <laughs> uh, I had an idea for... I always have badges on my tours, and I had an idea for the next uh, tour to have a badge that just says no. And uh, my husband, because we always have two badges, and my husband said, what will you say to the people who ask for two different badges? And I said, you know what I'll say. <laughs> no. 
so I think I think that's what it is. Have you got any of those budgies that Jess could maybe hand out around Parliament? <laughs> <laughs> I've still got some that say gobshade from an old tour. You can have those if you want. <laughs> Catherine, do you have anything to plug? You have a tour. I don't care about that. I just... Um... <laughs> No, I've had such a nice time. I won't take any more of it. Oh, no. You can, you can nope. feel it. You don't want to. <laughs> no. She said no. Well, uh, Catherine is currently on tour. I'm going to plug it for her because um, I want no. to. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't go and see Catherine on her tour, which is currently on. Uh, uh, Alex, do you have anything to plug? No. <laughs> <laughs> see, my no is not as good as yours. It sounds like a question. No. <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. I do the same thing every day, mostly. So, um, you know, you know where I am. <laughs> if you fancy popping in. <laughs> or the having first, me in your life. What, what number bus do you drive? <laughs> or that, or you can come on my coach trips. <laughs> That's so my attitude towards dating, like, and this is maybe something that you can use, is that I work so much, I don't think it's appropriate to get a babysitter to leave my daughter, like, what, to go to dinner with a stranger? I'm just not going to do it. I'm just never going to do it. So my whole thing is, yeah, like, if you want to fuck, you know where I live, right? And so, <laughs> you, well, instead of your tour, do you want to plug your address? <laughs> no, no. It has to be like a trusted associate. Okay, got it, got it. I'm the DL. I'm very discreet. <laughs> do we need to club together and buy you some sort of football? I think we should have a pageant where we find you like an amazing feminist man because they exist and I think they sometimes men get like oh god they hate us all we don't hate we like the good ones we yeah. like you know so um, why should you not have a wonderful husband like these three babes have finally three years of standard issue and finally I'm going to get a <laughs> fucking man yeah <laughs> Jess have you got anything to plug the Labour Party. You can... <laughs> if you must. Um, you I were... really do vote Labour, because the other side make terrible decisions. Uh, oh, I wrote a book, so yeah, a book, Every Woman. You could buy that if you want to. It's fucking brilliant. You should buy it. It's so good. What's the deal to be PM? Like, what's the ladder? Why do they choose the people to go up? You know what I'm saying? It's very stupid, but can, if you, can, you could be it, then uh, maybe it's feasible win. one day. Yeah, maybe that'd be great. Okay, I'll, I'll work on that. <laughs> we'll get. I think you'll get a man first. <laughs> That's like hopeful and also a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I've got mixed emotions about that, Jess. If you had to pick one, me being the prime minister or you having a husband, which would you pick? Prime minister. Ah, thanks. <laughs> Um, I am going on tour from January for a year. Uh, um, That sounded really bad. I'm genuinely looking forward to it. Uh, And I have a book out. Has anybody bought my book? Everybody's Bless you. Bless you. Uh, And uh, do you have anything to plug, Mickey Noonan? Sarah's book is called How to Be Champion. (laughs) (laughs) And that is also excellent. Uh, Well done to all the book writers. Standard issue. Um, thank you for coming to the gigs. We do gigs at the Leicester Square Theatre pretty much one a month. The next one's December the 14th, um, and it's another corking lineup. We've got some great lineups coming up in January, including Jennifer Saunders, which is going to be pretty amazing. December, should we do the December lineup? December is. It's Saran Fra- Jones, Deborah Francis White, Jojo Moyes, and Stephanie Beecham. And also, we're doing November on. Oh, November, November the 19th. The 19th. We've got one at the Shaw 
Theatre in London, and we're doing a gig for International Men's Day. So we're going to let men do some... T- we're not sure it's going to work out. Some, <laughs> some blokes are going to be like... Mah, 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 mah. But, you know, hopefully they'll say something entertaining. <laughs> Uh, well, there'll still be two women squawking. on the stage, so we'll save it if it goes oh, tits okay, up. Oh, okay, <laughs> Hannah and Sarah will be there to save the day. Um, but that's Ellis James, Richard Osman, Tom Allen, and Sanjeev Bhaskar. It's yeah. going to be amazing. Yes. And all info is available on Sarah's website. And we also do a podcast that comes out every Wednesday. Every fourth one is a gig cast, and then the other three are brilliant women talking about stuff that interests them, which is everything. So tune in. iTunes, Acast other podcast peoples <laughs> Spotify now as well we're on Spotify um, on Spotify yeah, we don't get money for that mate Shh. okay <laughs> <laughs> that is true that is true um, you guys have been so lovely what a lovely yeah. audience thanks ever so much for coming um, and please give a lovely uh, massive cheer and round of applause to our excellent guests Catherine Ryan Alex Jones <laughs> Jess Phillips <laughs> Mickey Newman I've been so much thank you very much good night You've been listening to Standard Issue in Conversation with Catherine Ryan, Alex Jones, Jess Phillips, Sarah Millican and me, Mickey Noonan, recorded live at the Leicester Square Theatre in London. The theme music and stings were composed and recorded by Barry Hilton, All Rights Reserved, thanks to Maddie Hickish for all tech things, to Jen Offord for organising the event, to all at the Leicester Square Theatre and to Catherine, Alex and Jess. All of our podcasts are available on iTunes and Acast. Thanks for listening. Stay frosty. Standard issue for all women.